In studio this morning, Gina Jacobs and Betty Clements, of course, here to talk about the Relay for Life of the Sauk Valley. Fighting cancer takes many things like research, free rights to chemo and lodging near hospitals, and their 24-7 helpline. Relay for Life of the Sauk Valley coming up Saturday, June 3rd, 6 to 10 p.m. at Westwood Fitness and Sports Center. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks, thanks for braving the wind. Well, that's about right. <laughs> Glad to see you both, and uh, uh, Gene and Betty joining us uh, with some uh, great information. Well, how, how are we looking this far in, Betty? How's it looking? Well, yeah. it's coming right along. We're making progress and trying to get the word out, thanks to WSDR and a few other sources. We've um, managed to have several meetings already, the planning committee, and the plans are beginning to fall into place. And uh, Moya, uh, Gina Jacobs, of course, uh, took over committee chair, and uh, you've been very busy as well, huh? Yes, very busy, very busy. There's a lot of work that needs to be done ahead of time. And, uh, and we're looking for volunteers and committee members, anybody that's interested, every little bit of help, every little bit helps. So anytime you have, we would be interested in having you join our team. You know, this is one of the reasons that people might say, well, my gosh, it's not till June 3rd, but why do you start so early? There's a lot of pieces to put together. Well, the beauty of it is, is that it's a committee that makes choices. And each committee person has a responsibility, which is a part of the actual event. So you're not ever working on the whole, well, Jean is obviously working on the whole thing as chair. She's the orchestra leader. She's pulling it all together with every department doing what they need to be doing. But the chairs of the committee, the planning committee itself, are the ones that are making the decisions. I just want to take a moment and talk about the different components of what puts together a relay. Obviously, the chair is the person, as I said, that is the director of all of it, takes in the information, organizes it, and presents it to the public. Uh, we have a publicity committee, which has been my area of expertise for I don't know how many years, and I love putting out the message. I get to talk about the relay, about how to get involved. Um, I'm looking for people to help me, obviously. There are a number of radio stations. There's TV. There's print. There's um, social media. There's so many different parts to the publicity now. It's no longer just one area. So anybody that's interested is certainly welcome to join me on publicity survivorship is key to the relay because if we didn't have survivors we wouldn't have a relay this is the reason why we even gather money for the American Cancer Society is to create survivors and then to invite them to come back and be a part of that first lap to open up the event there are heroes and we welcome them we want to see them we want to see a mass of purple shirts so it's hoping that many people will will join the committee that will help to celebrate survivorship but it's also the survivors themselves that need to come to the event seeing that first lap just brings tears to my eyes when i realize how many people i know among those that are walking in addition, the Luminaria also is a part of that celebration of survivors, um, not only survivors of cancer, but 
anyone that you want to remember who has given their life for a cause can be celebrated in a luminary ceremony. It takes place at 8 o'clock in the evening. It's always indoors now because we're at Westwood and it's not always dark at 8 o'clock, but right. it takes place at 8 o'clock and it's a beautiful ceremony. And thanks to you who reads the names aloud, it's a very moving ceremony. People can purchase those in advance to honor anyone. They can come and actually sit by the luminary if they wish, or they can sit in the bleacher area inside Westwood. Um, in addition, the logistics committee is another area that needs to be done, and that is the people that come the day of the event and put up the tents and put up the signage and carry uh, survivors in the little carts here and there where they need to go. They make decisions, they're hammering and they're pounding and they're uh, putting everything <laughs> together. And I'll tell you, the logistics committee, they can always use more hands because everything seems to come together at the same time. <laughs> and it's like there's not enough people around to help sometimes. So anybody that wants to join that committee, I know Mike would welcome them. The on-site committee makes all the plans on what's going to happen during the actual event. They plan the laps, they plan what the theme of the relay for the year is going to be, what, how people are going to decorate their campsite. They, they determine all of that and share that well in advance with the teams. And then of course we have the finance, the accounting, and that's the people that take in the money throughout the course of the whole year so that anybody that is a team member can have recorded their minimum of $100 contribution that they've gathered from their neighbors and friends and coworkers and family. So they can earn their t-shirt and have their t-shirt by the time the event takes place. So you see there's seven different committees and we need many people to help on the committee. These are not should not be committees of one. So anybody out there in the public that would love to be a part of this, all you have to do is to come to one of our meetings or better yet, just call the chair and volunteer and say, you know what? I'd like to lend my hands to help with publicity. I'll do what I can and call Gina. Uh, she'd be happy to take your name and your number and get your information so she can get you on the email list for when the meetings take place. Her phone number is cell phone 815 four nine nine three nine nine one nine so thirty nine nineteen four nine nine thirty nine nineteen so I, I welcome people to come to join the committee, and I know Jana would would feel a lot of the pressure off of her also if we had a few more yes. individuals at the meetings. Our meetings meet by Zoom. I'm going to let Jana talk about the next one that takes place. So you can join by Zoom or, in, Zoom or in person. I'll get it spit out yet. Um, or in person, so we try to accommodate everybody's schedule. Yep, and the next meeting will be on March 7th. Um, it's a Tuesday. We usually meet on Tuesdays um, once a month. It's not something that you have to, you know, you don't have to be there in person. Let me know. I can email the information for Zoom. Um, they are at 530 and they're held at the Sterling Park District Administrative Office. So the Fraser Center. And for the oldies out there, that's where the ice rink used to be. So. <laughs> that's how we know it. Yeah. <laughs> I spent many a day there. Yeah, I was looking at that. I'm like, Fraser Ice Rink building. Oh, wow. Yeah, that used to be a, a teen area that would go and ice skate all winter long. Mm. Wow. It was a part of the park district. They would flood the inside, and 
you had a building around you so the snow wasn't hitting you in the face and you could ice skate. Back in the 60s and 70s, skating was, whether it was roller skating or ice skating, was a very popular sport with young people. Well, uh, this is, I think this is our uh, third time getting together, uh, you know, in the planning stages for the Relay for Life. How's our team uh, shaping up? Um, I'm just going to go slowly but surely. I know we're getting a few out mm. there. Um, we're hoping to recruit some of them. I have the list from the 2019, which was a bigger list. Sure. Email was just sent out to everybody, so we'd love to get people on board that were here before and knew anybody. It's we really that's that's kind of our goal this year was the recruiting of teams because coming out of the COVID, of course, the t it kind of went to the wayside. Everything mm. was done a little bit different. So the we'd really like to get people out there. You know the thing about teams is it doesn't make any difference how many people are on your team. You can be a team of one. You can be a team of two. You can be a team of five, of 10, of 20, of 30, whatever. It, it doesn't make any difference. There's no requirement. And when you sign up, there's no charge to sign up. So it's free of charge. You just go to the website, relayforlife.org forward slash Sauk Valley IL. Or you can call the 800 number if you don't like to, to work online. That's fine, 1-800-ACS-2345, 1-800-ACS-2345. Uh, either way, you can get yourself signed up and you can start fundraising, you can start sharing, you can start inviting people to join you. Um, it, it's, it's a beautiful event and as Tom just said, it isn't until June, but you have to start before that to get registered, mm. to get your t-shirt, to have time to gather donations, to make your plans with your team, to organize your team. I mean, you can't do it one day and think you're going to participate the next. Right. Well, you could come. You could certainly come, but you wouldn't be a participating sure. member at that point. Sure. Yeah. Uh, now there, you can also go to Facebook. We have a Facebook account. And that's Relay for Life of Sauk Valley. And you can scroll through there, and there's the, the link to go right to the registration. Get that done. Very simple. Very simple. Now, Betty, you, uh, you mentioned an uh, uh, integral word there. You, you said campsites. There was a time when the Relay for Life used to go a lot longer. Yes. When it first started, it was a 24-hour event. Mm -hmm. It was an overnight event which was supposed to mirror what a cancer patient goes through from the time of their diagnosis when the sun is out, life is bright, everything is peachy keen, and then all of a sudden you get those three little words, you have cancer, and the darkness comes, and treatment came, and hope for survival came, and just like the new dawn, when the sun would come up the next morning, you realize there's light again at the end of the tunnel. Uh, that went by the wayside probably 15 years ago because people would not make a commitment to be there overnight. Right. Here in the Sauk Valley, we tried to do it overnight. It was a mandate that you had to be at least into the dark hours. So we got to the point where it was no longer 6 o'clock in the morning. Then it was 
one o'clock we closed her down then it was 11 o'clock we closed it down and we finally got to the point where we could hold the people there if we kept them till about 10 o'clock <laughs> at night and they would be a part of the luminary ceremony and we would have the conclusion we would be done out of the track the beauty of going to westwood thanks to jana is that we have the ability to be on site at Westwood, whether we're indoors or whether we're outdoors. So that idea of overnight no longer is an issue for us. We easily enough could do so and not have to worry. But I'll tell you, there were many a year where those campsites, we were picking up tents and trying to save them from the wind as the storm came up and everything is wet and you're throwing it in your car and trying to get out of there and get home safely when the storms would come. And June is typically a stormy month. Mm -hmm. It's a change of the season, so you're going to have that weather change. Well, not to, uh, you know, uh, detract from uh, the whole idea of the uh, sunshine, sun getting dark. Um, I, I think uh, with, uh, you know, shortened hours, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., uh, that uh, should raise a little bit more of a commitment and easier to uh, get everybody established and involved. Well, I think, I think people are more willing to attend because of the hours. Now, we'll start before that, and there'll be some things that'll be going on, but the actual event itself, that first lap for the survivors, when it used to go for 10 hours, and we would expect the survivors to be there from 10 in the morning when you opened the relay up, and then they had to kill time until it was time for the the meal at in the evening and then waiting for the luminaria ceremony to take place at nine o'clock. It was a commitment of a whole day. And that wasn't fair to survivors whose health is always tenuous at best. When you're going through that treatment, there's only one thing that survivors need to focus on and that's their health and their treatment. So we welcome them to come, but you're not gonna be there for a long length of time, three hours at max. No, and even if you need assistance getting around the lap, will assist you sure there's always it's come out if you even if you just started treatment and you feel you know i need to get out amongst people come out come out it's a it's it's a great group it's it's something that unfortunately it's hit every family Mm. and so if the more the barrier yeah, we uh, celebrate the survivors as a whole, but at the same time, we celebrate the individual also. Yes. Yeah, yeah which is which is always fantastic. Um, and so, if uh, somebody uh, is interested in Luminaria, are those available to make those will? With? Well, that's another thing. If people can contact me, hmm. even if they aren't interested in being at the event, they want a Luminaria. I'm going to. So we have a new e, uh, Gmail account, hmm. which is Relay of Sock Valley at Gmail. Dot com and I, I I can send those out. We have the forms. Betty, bless her heart, has been so organized in the past, so I have all of those. So I can get those emailed out um, to individuals that want them. We'll be putting posters out and getting everything rolling. So if, if anybody, even if you're not interested in doing a team but want to be involved, please reach out sure. to me. Yep. Reach out to me by, you can email me at the relay of Sock Valley at gmail.com. You can call me 815-499-3919. You can go to the Facebook page and comment on there. Stacy monitors that. You can get us information on that. You know, get us contact through that. Where there's a will, there's a way. Get a hold of me.
And it looks like uh, the next time we get together will be right before that yes, next that meeting. Yes, yes, yes that day. Yes, yes, March 7th. morning. Yep. Amazing. We better be organized, huh? <laughs> I had to take a quick peek. <laughs> Yeah, so um, yeah, we'll uh, hear from uh, Betty and uh, Gina and maybe somebody else. Uh, yep, Cheryl Faber, who is a sponsorship, she will be joining us in March. I think I know her. Yeah, I, I know, know you know her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard that name a time or two. Yep, it'll be Indeed. good to see Cheryl again. Well, um, anything else uh, that we missed for our third meeting here? No, I think just. People just need to realize that, as you mentioned right before we came on the air, February is ending, mm -hmm. and it's time to be thinking about spring things, and Relay for Life, June 3rd, is certainly a good event to join. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. Again, you can register at relayforlife.org slash SoCValleyIL. You can also phone American Cancer Society, 1-800-ACS-2345. And with any other questions, uh, you can always uh, contact Jada, 815-499-3919 to volunteer or to be placed on that email list for monthly reminders. All right, there's our Relay for Life update again. Saturday, June 3rd, Westwood Building 3, official start at 6, and it goes until around 9 p.m. Well, Betty and Gina, thanks for the great information, and uh, we'll keep going. Thank you to you and to WSDR for letting us come in to share.